and to listen. Thank goodness. We're so glad we're here together. Hope you had a great weekend. We did. And a spectacular start of the week. Like to see a little more sunshine. Kind of got used to it, but now the last few days kind of gray. And it looks like massive snow is wanting to come down, but isn't, at least uh, so far. And we have so far dodged all of the bad weather happening almost all around us. And thank goodness for that. We appreciate that very much. It was a tough weekend for the Lions. What can I say? The Bears have their number? I'm not sure. What can I say here? Uh, I'll go to uh, you, uh, Mr. Rieger. What do you think? What's going on here with our uh, Lions? Well, we know that uh, their defense has trouble with a mobile quarterback, and uh, that's what uh, Justin Fields is. And um, they got to stop with the turnovers. So the combination of turnovers with a mobile quarterback that you can't stop spells trouble. Yeah, well, it was trouble, all right. It was. Uh, oh, it was tough. It was. But there's still to... there's still two games up. I know for the division keeps, with you, four games you've left. Said that. So after the last you few don't... losses, you've yes. said it's okay. They're still okay. There's going to come a time when it's not going to still be okay. Well, did you? And that's what I'm concerned. Did, did you about. happen to see the Vikings Raiders game yesterday? <laughs> I don't. Know. The, the three to nothing game. So uh, I don't know if I'm so worried about the Vikings uh, for the two games that we have to play them. I'll tell you, I did watch, of course, uh, because uh, through my love and marriage uh, to Kim, I am a, also a Buffalo Bills fan. I mean, but if they're playing, if they ever play the Lions, I would be for the Lions. I mean, that's just the way it is. She'd understand that. But man, I've never seen Pat, Patrick Mahomes angrier than he was when they made a boneheaded there, mistake. I know there was no reason for him to be angry. Kadarius Tony, it was his fault. He was way off sides. So I don't know what I don't know what Andy Reid was mad about. I don't know what Patrick well, they, Mahomes. They're mad was, because they lost the game. I don't know what they were mad that. about. They were mad about that. They were, that call. Andy Reid made some comment well, they after be the game. Mad about the, call. the NFL should be embarrassed. It's a he call they've been making this season. Maybe they ignored it for years, but they were making it this season. They've made that call a few times this season. Yeah. But they're angry because they lost the game because of uh, Kadarius Tony. I mean, it was they had a great play. They could have won. They didn't win. I was I was rooting for the Bills. Well, I was rooting for the Bills. I love Mahomes. I love him. But the Bills, I needed the Bills, and their playoff chances now are still alive. True. And and Mahomes doesn't have to worry about the playoffs. I mean, he just there's the thing they're saying about him is that this will be. <laughs> I don't understand why this is such a big deal, but it will be the first time. He will have to play on the road in the playoffs. That's right. First time in his career. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're only one game ahead of the Broncos now. Which happens to be your team. That's correct. And they. this is going to be an, a very tough week for those of us around here for the Paul W. Smith Focus Show. Danielle Mason and I, Rich Luzinski, we're going to have to put Danielle's up with this. Danielle's used to it. <laughs> it sounds like she's used to it. She's used to it. The Denver Broncos coming to Ford Field. It is a pretty amazing story that they started one and five, and now they're seven and six. What that's, one? That's one correct. game out of first place. One game out of first place. That is in their, in their division. That is pretty amazing, but that's all I'll give you. That's it. No more. <laughs> no more. No more. I'm obviously not rooting for them. I wish you well, but I wish the Lions 
better. The only Weller. thing is, I, I, do know, I do know that this season, the Lions, after a loss, have usually come back and played very well. So... Yeah, I was. Maybe, I was. So maybe, I was thrilled maybe, to hear so you say. Maybe, yeah, maybe they should have won. So I was, they're going to be. They're going to be really mad. When we talked before the show, I was thrilled for a moment to hear Dave Rigger say, "I was really sorry to see the Lions lose." I went, "Well, he's coming around." And then he said, "Because they usually win the next game, and my Broncos are next." Right, exactly. Thought, oh, right. This is not rooting for the Lions. This is, in your strange little way, rooting again for the Broncos. All right, let me move on. Front page story, Henry Ford Health. This is the Detroit News. Henry Ford Health land-buying spree paves way for mega project. I'll tell you what else paved the way. Was the incredible Henry Ford Health Destination Grand Ball Saturday uh, that uh, started at 6, went till at least midnight at the Detroit Marriott at the Renaissance Center. And uh, I congratulate, uh, well, right at the top, Bob Riney, the president and CEO of Henry Ford Health, and Mary Jane Vogt, executive vice Pre- president development, uh, who really worked very hard to put that thing together. Uh, other program participants, Denise Brooks-Williams, executive vice president and CEO of Care Delivery System Operations, Dr. Adnan Mokara, Adnan Mokara, president of Care Delivery System, chief financial officer, uh, Good old Stephen Kalkanis, uh, Henry Ford Hospital, Henry Ford Medical Group, uh, Executive Vice President and CEO, and Veronica Ronnie Hall, uh, President Henry Ford Hospital, RN. Uh, and, and it was my pleasure to be, uh, to be invited to be the Master of Ceremonies. But it was a great event and raising a lot of money for that very story on the front page of today's Detroit News. Henry Ford Health land buying spree paves way for a mega project. Detroit deserves not just the world-class doctors we do have, but a world-class facility for us to go to, whether it's for doctor's appointments or for checking in to the hospital for for help, surgery, whatever it might be. We need a world-class facility, and we are going to get one. That's what destination Grand Ball 2023 was all about. That's what everything is all about. Every way that we can bring to your attention how important it is that we have a world-class facility. And that's what is happening. That's what's coming with a lot of help from a lot of people, but all of us individually. It's Christmas season. It's Hanukkah. It's, uh, Hanukkah is underway. It continues. Uh, Kwanzaa coming. Uh, Boxing Day. Happy Festivus. <laughs> you get a kick out of that? Yeah. Because you told me that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. okay. I like that it's in the rotation now. Well, it's in the rotation. Yeah. Yeah. Turn your mic up. Can you turn your mic up? Does that have a, the inside mic have a volume control? No, I think that's my normal voice. Oh, I know. Well, your normal voice is very <laughs> low key. Very low key. Yeah. Want you to stream us live at WJR.com, Alexa, Google Home. You can download the WJR app. And for a podcast of the whole show, you can go to thegreatvoice.com and the team. The team, the team, Dave Rieger, Daniel Mason, Rich Luzinski, and whoever else behind the scenes uh, did put my father's letter to a friend on uh, thegreatvoice.com. You have to look for it, but you can find it, and it'll have my dad's a letter to a friend. I think it says letter from a friend, but it's called letter to a friend, but that's neither here nor there. And my mother's, oh, now it is Christmas. 
so they're there if you uh, if you want them. Uh, they're they're making a, a couple of commercials. I never get a chance to say anything about. Oh, I already lost the one. I wrote it down. Uh, I can't find it. Here's here's one though that I really like and have not had a chance to say anything about. Have you seen the Amazon? I think it's Amazon Prime commercial with the three seasoned ladies. Um, sledding, snow sledding. I have seen it, yeah. Is that not a great commercial? It is. My mom likes that one, too. That is, I'm telling you, that is a great commercial. Amazon Prime commercial, three ladies, snow sledding. I won't say anything more. I want you to see it, folks. Don't click it past it because it's a commercial. It's worth seeing. And then one I saw recently that I believe was a Chevrolet commercial, kind of like a movie where a grandmother who is having cognitive challenges is picked up by her granddaughter, and they take an old Chevrolet out of the garage. It's covered with a tarp. They load Grandma in it, and then she drives her around, basically down memory lane, and the grandmother comes back to life and has clear memories of all the things the granddaughter is pointing out the house she was born in, that she grew up in, things like that. Whoever did that at Chevrolet, kudos to you. That was a fabulous commercial also. And then I see they're making a big deal out of the Home Alone shopping list because when he goes shopping, you know, he has to get supplies. This was in uh, 1990. His supplies came to $19.83. And now all these news people everywhere are going out and shopping for the same items and shocked to see that today it's $65 for what $19.83 could buy 33 years ago. Well, come on. Seriously? Show me something that was uh, the same 33 years ago as it is today. You know what I'm talking about here, Rieger? Yeah. You see that story? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that shouldn't be a shock. Just cost, I mean, a, li- cost a living update. And, 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 and that's... Maybe we should be upset about that, but the reality is it's 33 years ago. And uh, everything but our salaries has gone up in those 33 years. All right, enough of that. We're underway. It's Monday, and we're so happy to be together with you in focus with Paul W. Smith at WJR. It would be a very special day, and it is a very special day, especially while you're in the midst of your holiday shopping. The Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix, presented by Lear, is going to help turbocharge your holiday gift-giving with tickets for the 2024 Grand Prix going on sale today. Perfect timing, and I'm not surprised. The president of Penske Corporation, Bud Denker. Way to go, Bud. Hi. Hey, Paul W. It's great to hear from you. I haven't spoken to you on the air for for quite some time, and uh, but it's great to be with you today and to announce our Ticket sales going on sale today, just in time, as you said, for a perfect stocking stuffer. It is a perfect stocking stuffer. It is, it's that gift that you hadn't thought about that is for somebody that is so hard to buy for. But following a record-setting return of the Grand Prix to the streets of downtown Detroit this past summer, the three-day festival, speed, sound, family fun, uh, it's going to be absolutely great, May 31st through June 2nd. And if you go to www.detroitgp.com slash tickets, that's detroitgp.com forward slash tickets, 
You'll get all the information you need. It was a wild, successful back homecoming last year, wasn't it? Well, it was, Paul W., and thanks for a lot to your support and WGR's support. But, you know, Michael Montry and I had this idea just a little over two years ago and to see what happened in our downtown this year for the first event. And remind you that everybody had been – we had not raced in downtown Detroit in 31 years. And to oh, bring wow. it back off of Belle Isle the way it happened with, you know, 150,000 people, about fifty to 60,000 more than Belle Isle, and an economic benefit of over $104 million of, of dollars spent that weekend compared to $60 million on Belle Isle, it just made for the measurements being off the charts in terms of attendance, in terms of economic benefit, but also just the positivity that it brought to our city. Well, God bless you and Michael Montry for understanding uh, that it would it would double the amount of money in benefiting way more people, all the businesses around town that must uh, have sent you wonderful thank you notes because their business is skyrocket, $104 million as opposed to $60 million. Uh, and I, I still find it hard to believe that it's 31 years ago that we stopped racing downtown. I remember it so clearly. Well, the thing about is we talked about bringing this to people. They, they, as you just mentioned, they all had memories. I remember when I worked in this building downtown. I remember my, my parents took me down here. My grandparents took me down here. And that was so heartwarming. And now we're seeing it again, that these folks, you know, generational, have brought their kids down now, and their grandparents bringing their grandkids down now. We saw so much of it this year. And, and then what we saw from the Renaissance Center and how it glowed and the, the dual pit lane with the amazing suites we had and the, the fact that, Half of the racetrack was open to the public for free. Things you could never do on Belle Isle, even though we loved being there and we invested so much in Belle Isle and left that investment behind. Right, that investment now is still there. 100%. The Scott Fountain is, you know, wasn't running in 2007 when we went down there. It wasn't running, and you know, many other places needed a lot of help, including the infrastructure. And But now um, we've repaved again some of the Jefferson Avenue in the last month to make it smoother for everybody to use all year long. And and we brought in so many more improvements to downtown as a result of the Grand Prix being there. Besides just having a, a race for three days, our, our citizens and visitors get to use it year-round. You know, Bud Denker is the president of Penske Corporation, and you might, you might get the impression that all they do is racing or, or owning the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I mean, those are all excellent and big parts of the business, probably the things that gets Roger Penske most excited about, going back to his days so many years ago when he was actually a race car driver, long before he became a race car team owner. And teams, I do mean. But doggone it, you do a lot of other things, uh, Bud Denker. And every time I see one of those yellow Penske rental trucks, I smile. And I wonder, how's all that other business doing? Well, that's a good question, Paul. People do recognize us for two things. Uh racing and yellow trucks you're right but it goes far beyond that and uh you know our, our day jobs are to run a big company and but we, we do it quietly and, and people don't realize we have seventy two thousand employees working for us you know globally wow in um four continents and nine countries around the world and the fact that we'll we'll sell this year just under five hundred thousand vehicles um and there are deal- our 350 plus dealerships around the world the fact that we've got four hundred and thirty three thousand trucks on the road now the largest truck fleet in North America, probably in the world as well, too. So, you know, it's a big business, um, all located here right in southeast Michigan that people may not know about. And 
it's our city, it's our hometown, it's our backyard, and we've got a lot of business on the side that helps us do what we do on the weekends, which is go race and, and get back to the city of Detroit. But you're right. I mean, the, um, the business acumen of our, of, our, of our company all started way back in the 1960s when Roger had one Chevrolet dealership in Philadelphia and then bought three locations that had truck uh, rental equipment and today has now flourished into the company we have today. And, and, and the one constant in all that is the guy at the helm. The captain, Roger Penske, he's still in a day-to-day and first guy in and last guy out. And and his, you'll never say it, but I will, his right-hand man, Bud Denker, you, president of Penske Corporation, and I want that to sink in, 350 auto dealerships, nine countries, 433,000 trucks on the road, and 72,000 employees. I just wanted to make it clear that though it's a big deal and maybe the flashiest and most fun, racing is not all they do at Penske Corporation. <laughs> no, we don't. In fact, uh, when you think about it, 72,000 employees and 440 of them on the, on the race teams. Uh, but but that's, so, that's so important to our, our brand and, our, 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 and who we are. We call it the common thread. The one common thread through our company is is racing. And the partners that we have – they help us run our businesses. As an example, Shell, Shell Oil Company. Shell's a big sponsor of ours on the side of a race car. But guess what's under the hood of every one of those trucks? Shell lubricants and Shell fuels. So the, the business-to-business stretches a long way besides the folks that we race for, which is Chevrolet on, on IndyCar and Fords and NASCAR and Porsches. That B2B piece is what's the secret sauce for our company. Well, it's a great, great company. I do business with your companies whenever I can because I know they're going to be the best. Bud Denker, President, Penske Corporation. Tickets for the 2024 Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix presented by Lear on sale now. Go to DetroitGP.com slash tickets, DetroitGP.com slash tickets, or the ticket hotline is open at 866-464-PRIX. 866-464-PRE or 866-464-7749. These tickets, very reasonably priced, will make whoever you give them to smile and get excited, and it'll help them get through the winter, no matter how tough it is, looking forward to the seats they already have for the 2024 Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix presented by Lear on sale today. God bless you uh, for all that you do for the community, all the work, all the investment. And Bud Denker, uh, please uh, give uh, Mr. and Mrs. Penske our best as well. God bless you also, Paul and Kim, as well. Have a great holiday season, and thank you again for your great words. All the best. Bud Denker on WJR. I wish we didn't have so much to talk about in the Middle East, but we do and we will. And, And frankly, we probably will forever, but be that as it may. We check in with one of our guest experts on the Paul W. Smith Show, Fox News correspondent, WJR contributor, Jonathan Savage. Sadly, it's never a quiet weekend, is it, Jonathan? No, we never tend to talk about happy stuff, do we, Paul? Uh, Mm. But still good to talk to you anyway. Nice to talk with you. And I would pray that one day we can have a happy conversation. We are just seemingly so far removed from that now. But we're hearing this interesting story from uh, the Netanyahu that uh, 
He says that dozens of militants have surrendered in recent days as the Israeli military has intensified their military effort to crush Hamas. What do you know about that? Yeah, that was last night, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu with a a televised address, and he said, yes, dozens of Hamas members have laid down their weapons. He called for others to do the same, um, saying that otherwise they're essentially going to die. Um, He said it's the beginning of the end for Hamas, although he did add the war will take more time. In fact, we've just heard in the last 10 minutes from the Israeli Defence Minister, who says that we are close to what he calls the breaking point in the campaign in northern Gaza and Gaza City. There are two centres really to the, the, this war on the ground. There's the area in and around Gaza City in the north and then Khan Yunus in the south. People were told, leave the north, go south, and now people in Gaza are told, leave Khan Yunus, go somewhere else, because the tanks are slowly advancing there. There's fierce fighting on the ground, huge buildings, still a lot of people, hundreds of thousands of people in Khan Yunus. Um, it's a very intense situation and a very dangerous situation. Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of history that people just don't remember. Uh, Young people especially, especially those in colleges, who somehow have been getting their news from TikTok and from uh, misinformed uh, professors. I was not a big fan uh, of Hillary Rodham Clinton, never, actually. Uh, But I found something that she said a long while ago. I'm going to see if I can uh, actually play this through my uh, microphone on my phone. Let's see here. I'm sorry to throw you a curveball, Danielle, but I want Jonathan Savage to remember this with everyone. Whoops. My husband, with the Israeli government at the time in 2000, offered a Palestinian state to the Palestinians at that time Uh, run by Arafat, Nasser Arafat. Arafat turned that down. There would have been a Palestinian state now for 23 years if he had not walked away from it. There was another attempt when I was Secretary of State to try to, you know, bring the Palestinians and the Israelis together. That didn't work out. Israel left Gaza in 2005 just and, and forcibly ejected 50,000 Israelis who were living in Gaza. They left all of their infrastructure. They had a big infrastructure of greenhouses where they were supplying fruits, vegetables, flowers, etc. And, you know, the Palestinians deserved to have a yes. productive, successful economy in Gaza. Hamas came in. And basically destroyed all of that and killed a lot of other Palestinians. So I don't know why. I honestly don't know why no one remembers that. Jonathan? Yes. um, Hillary Clinton there, of course, has, you know, first-hand experience of that as First Lady and Secretary of State. Um, And what she was talking about there really sort of speaks to 
um, I think the, the, the nature of, of the debate there with so many different politicians and so many different agendas from the, the Yasser Arafats to Hamas who are the most extremist I suppose of the, the mainstream Palestinian movement um, what Joe Biden says he wants now is for the Palestinian Authority which runs the West Bank to take over in Gaza he says he wants to go back to that idea of a two-state solution what Israel have said is look even if we were to go for a two-state solution we don't have a partner in peace the hope would be that after this war is over Israel can find a partner in peace but obviously that's not going to be easy you know that's so well put Jonathan you always do such a great job for us that's what we need a partner in peace and that goes both ways the the Palestinians have not been treated great by the Israelis we understand that but of course that you you ask somebody to treat someone great when that someone is saying at the same time they want to eliminate you from the face of the earth, that takes a lot of restraint as well. Jonathan Hi. Savage, Fox News correspondent, WJR contributor. Nobody does it better, Jonathan. Thank you, sir. Take care. 12.45, we continue on WJR. Karen Newman, who used to be some of the best 90 seconds of a Red Wings game. That's what she had the national anthem down to, 90 seconds. I'm not going to pretend to know it from going to all the other venues, but... Carlos Menares, columnist in the Free Press, said that this uh, this woman is one of the best anthem singers ever, and I would agree with that without getting around all those places. And that, of course, is Karen Newman, who we love, and I'm happy to say this is her season, and she's got some shows coming up I want you to know about. Karen, long time no talk to. Oh, my gosh, too long, Paul, too long. I love you, and I miss you. And I can't thank you for having me on. Well, I, I can't. I, I have to let our listeners know about a couple of things going on. I know uh, December 17th, you'll be at Joe Carey's Andiamo Celebrity Showroom in Warren uh, for your annual Christmas show. And you've got one uh, coming up on, uh, on Christmas Eve on Channel 4. And then one also very important, Moonbeams for Sweet Dreams Holiday Tradition for Pediatric Patients. At Corwell Health's Beaumont Royal Oak Hospital, Children's Miracle Network, with the Michigan Moonbeams uh, Moon Beams Night, December thirteenth. Tell us about that. That one's coming up next. Well, that, yeah, that's that's going to be really special. That's coming up this Wednesday, and I um, I'm thrilled to be very very involved with Children's Miracle Network, and in particular Beaumont Children's Hospital this year for the holidays. It was kind of a, you know one of those last minute asks, Paul. You know those come in, you're like. Oh, gosh, I'm so busy. How could I possibly fit anything else in to what I'm doing? I've got shows and i got a TV special. But I'm so glad that they invited me to be part of it because it has been, honestly, one of the best things that I can remember in many, many holiday seasons. And so I will be out there as well as many in the community coming on out to bring your flashlights and your lights and, and just Shine them up at a, at a designated time in the waving area there on the Royal Oak campus of Beaumont and let those brave little souls, let those brave pediatric patients know that they're not alone, that they can stay connected to us in the community, and especially going into the holidays when it probably is harder for them being away from family and friends and going through what they're going through. So if this was started, I guess, back in like 2017 or something, and those, those Beaumont pediatric nurses and some of the special caregivers, 
decided that they needed to find a way to lift the spirits of the kids, give them something to look forward to. So right before they go to bed, which is right around 8 o'clock, we can all gather as community. And it, it, it goes, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Paul, but I think it goes until the 23rd of December. So you can go out there every night at a designated time, 8 o'clock, and just shine your lights and just throw your love up to the windows of those kids and let them feel like they're not forgotten. Let them feel like they're connected to us and that we care and just wish them sweet dreams. They ask, they ask everyone to arrive by 730 to leave time for parking and carpooling is recommended. Michigan moonbeams, not moonbeams. I don't know why that became difficult at night. Wednesday, <laughs> this Wednesday, 730 to 750. Uh, the Detroit Country Day uh, Youth Choir, Karen Newman. It's just going to be fabulous uh, at Corwell Health's Beaumont Royal Oak Hospital on West 13 Mile Road. You became a part of our lives, singing the national anthem for over anthem for over 35 years. Somewhere along the way, uh, you and Dino had uh, time to do other things: Christmas albums, Christmas shows. People remember you for the anthem, but they will love you for your Christmas music. And I, I, I cannot believe your twins. Kylie and Dylan are 21-year-old students at Michigan now. Paul, is that crazy? Crazy. I mean, they, were just little, they were little and just playing around the Zamboni area and coming down to every hockey game with me, and they were tiny. You know, they were just, <laughs> I could carry them both into, the, into Joel's Arena, both of them at the same time. I mean, they're 21, both studying hard and, you know, figuring out life and you know, doing all those things that they're supposed to be doing right now. Um, really proud of them and really blessed that they're doing well. And, um, yeah, it's, it's funny. I, it, it feels like just yesterday that, that I had them. It feels like yesterday that you and I met, and, and it feels like yesterday that I just recorded Christmas Eve on Woodward Avenue. Now, here we are many years later. Listen, I want to know before they cut us off here, what uh, what website or what where can they find you and your schedule and your music real quick? Uh, Spotify for my music or iTunes, and as far as the schedule, go to Andiamo Celebrity Showroom for information on that show coming up on Sunday. All righty, Karen Newman, God bless you. Good to have you around as we continue. I love Linus and Lucy, Vince Garaldi. Happy holiday theme that we have here in focus with Paul W. Smith. I just want to get to this part where I can. There it is. Doesn't it just make you smile? Put a little extra pep in your step? It does me. Merry Christmas. Well, Happy Hanukkah, because that's underway right now. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Festivus. Happy Boxing Day to make Danielle happy. Uh, we celebrate everything here. And if everyone celebrated everyone, the world would be a better place, don't you think? Yeah, well, it would be. Are you streaming us yet? I really hope you start to stream us. It's an excellent way to listen to the great voice of the Great Lakes, News Talk 760 WJR, streaming live at WJR.com, Alexa, Google Home, all the different ways you can stream now. You can download the WJR app, which is a good idea. And then if you'd like a, a podcast of, um, in, in this case, my whole show, you can get the podcast at thegreatvoice.com. And you can also find individually uh, the segment where I introduced, once again, for been doing it for years, the reading from my father, William D. Smith, from Monroe, Letter to a Friend, and then we add to that 
from when we used to do the Christmas sing, and Larry Santos uh, singing my mother's song that she wrote, Oh, Now It Is Christmas. So you can find both of those on the greatvoice.com. I don't know, is there, are there other places to find that, Rieger? You know all this more far better than I do. Uh, is, you probably want to go to, um, you know, thegreatvoice.com would be the best place to go find uh, the stuff. All right, because I did yeah. find it there. So yeah, that's uh, be the best, yeah. And I'm glad that it's there. Thank you for the extra work to make that happen. Um, it's we talked about the Lions. I, I don't I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I'm concerned. I know you're not concerned. Uh, you say we're okay, but you've said that now a few times. And there's going to come a time when it's not okay. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's uh, you're you know you they, you want the team playing their best as we head down with four games left in the season, heading to the playoffs. They've got a two game lead in the division with four games left, so they're trending to win the division for the first time in thirty years, get a home playoff game, and so you know it's uh, look. You're you know. the sports guy. What is this all about? What's going on here? Listen, the, the, the Lions' defense uh, needs some work done. It's not the greatest. Their offense is very good. They do not do well against quarterbacks that um, run around a lot. And um, yesterday, the turnovers. you got to stop turning the ball over. Yeah. And so we'll see what happens on Saturday when they've got a, uh, a hot Denver Broncos team coming into town. And we'll see what happens at Ford Field when they're back at home. Okay, here's a sidebar note. Uh, that Danielle and I know, and if you've been listening, you know. The gentleman's voice you just heard, uh, Dave Rieger, who lives in the Detroit area and is my producer, happens to be a Denver Broncos fan. I don't know what happened. I mean, he might have been dropped on his head when he was a baby. I don't <laughs> Could have been any number of things that have caused this. So he's going to be hard to live with this week because we know – Come Sunday, when he is at Ford Field. Or Saturday night, actually. I'm sorry. Yeah. Why is it Saturday night? They they, they, they flexed it Saturday night. So. Okay. It's one of three games that are going to be happening on Saturday, and uh, that one will be at 8.15. I will be there at Ford Field. Very I know, excited. I, I know you will. Very excited. <laughs> I know you'll be very excited. And we, in our own little way, are excited for you, B.S. We are excited <laughs> for you. Um, we hope that uh, you lose, but we're excited you're able to go to the uh, the game. Yes. <sighs> so, how, so they're going to keep switching these games off. Thursday's game this past Thursday, it was like on Amazon or something. It's always what the been, heck that, yeah, is going on? The whole year it's been on Amazon. Amazon got the Thursday night deal, so every Thursday night game this season was on has been on Amazon Prime. Well, I couldn't get it. Something was wrong with my Amazon Prime. I do have Amazon Prime. No, I, I don't got know the bills to prove it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, you should have. You should have been able to get it. I couldn't get it. All right, uh, there is an Amazon Prime commercial I mentioned earlier. The three late ladies snow sledding. I know you might fast forward past the television commercials. Watch that one. It's touching. I thought it was excellent. So was the Chevrolet one where the granddaughter takes her grandmother out. I, I didn't even want to say anything more. I, I probably start crying. But uh, there's some good commercials out there, and I like them to be. Uh, I love commercials anyway. It's the only way we get free radio, for example. So I love commercials. Um, radio, this radio is still free. 760 on the AM dial or any number of other places that you can now stream us, which is where we're all moving toward. But be that as it may, I like it when there's some good commercials out there. 
and there are. Now, this thing, whole thing with the, uh, the, there's a lesson with the university presidents looking so stupid. And part of the lesson is you should speak from the heart, not from the coaching you got from a law firm. Do you realize all three of these presidents were coached in one way or another by the same law firm on how to speak before Congress? And look what we saw, a complete failure if they were following what the law firm, I give you, I had the story. I don't have quickly now in my hands. I give you the name of the law firm because they obviously suck. But be that as it may, here's the problem. If you would have had individuals there, like the president of Harvard, Claudine Gay, and whoever else, individually, not there at the same time, we might have gotten different answers. But what we saw was three university presidents trying to make sure they were woke as hell and that they were going to be for free speech no matter what. And they weren't going to be the one that says, no, that was abhorrent and never should have been said because they would think in their sick little university minds that would make them weak lined up against the other two universities. Anyone making sense of what I'm saying here? I hear you. So I think that's one of the things that happened, but it's also a wonderful lesson for all of us to see what's happening on what we would in other respects call in the past, at least, fabulous, top-notch universities. I'm happy to say I have not seen that at University of Michigan or Michigan State. I have not seen that kind of idiocy as we saw represented by those three Ivy League, somebody put signs up, Poison Ivy League universities. They were so worried about looking bad in their woke craziness that they looked horrific. One of them has resigned with a shove. That's like you fell off a cliff, but 14 people pushed you. That's not called falling off a cliff. Now the other two presidents are in big trouble. I don't know. Do you think they'll survive, Rieger? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't heard Hard anything lately. I didn't, no. I didn't look for anything today. Wait a minute. Here's New York Times. Let's see what they're saying. Uh, phone is taking a little time here. Now this is, of course, this is New York Times, so it's only about Trump. Special counsel asks Supreme Court to decide whether Trump is immune from prosecution. Man, what would they write about at the New York Times if they didn't have Donald Trump to kick around? I really don't know what they would do. Count the days that the New York Times has featured stories, not just one but several, about Donald Trump. I'd say it's every day for the last several years. Every day. Wow. All righty. Anything else we need to worry about? Nothing to worry about. All good stuff. Dave Rieger has sent me a cool story. I have not yet looked at it. The most stressful jobs of 2023. Judges, nurses, and video editors all rank in the top 10. That's very fascinating because it's all different kinds of jobs. Maybe we'll get into that today, if not today, uh, tomorrow. And all the other things that are going on around us as we do celebrate 
the holiday season. I, I, I hope that you will appreciate and celebrate that it's still Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Festivus. Happy Boxing Day. We celebrate it all because the world would be a better place if we could all just celebrate what's important to us together and not think that what's important to us somehow besmirches what's important to you. It's got nothing to do with that. The world would be a better place. We continue in focus with Paul W. Jr. 760 WJR, proud to announce our annual Christmas on Us campaign, and I hope you'll help us recognize and honor those who have served our country and worked on the front lines to keep us safe. Nominate Michigan military, first responder, and frontline worker families that you know who are deserving, and we'll give them the gift of Christmas this year. For full details and to make your nomination, please, please, please visit WJR.com. WJR.com. WJR's Christmas on Us is brought to you by many people, including the good folks at Genesis Cadillac, Kearns Brothers Weingarts, and Warren Consolidated Schools. And guess what? That's happening this Friday at Guernsey Farms Dairy, 21,300 Novi Road in Northville. I will be there. Uh, Rieger will be there. Danielle will have to be back running the controls. Rich Lozinski making sure that our WJR traffic and weather first happens. Um, but uh, we will be there, and we'd love to see you there noon to 2 at Guernsey Farms Dairy. It's the first time we could really invite people because usually we were there at 6 in the morning. But right now we'll be there noon to 2 this Friday, Guernsey Farms Dairy. Get your friends and family together uh, and join us there. But also make your nominations at WJR.com. It's important, and it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Beth LeBlanc is here. She is a fine, fine reporter and writer for the Detroit News, and she has the job of bringing to us the very latest, something that I try to ignore as much as I can, but just how broken the Michigan Republican Party is. And and just when I thought it couldn't get any worse, Beth, it's gotten worse. Good afternoon. Welcome to the program, Beth LeBlanc. Hey, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. The very latest now is uh, some kind of a lawsuit. Uh, There's a trust that controls uh, the Michigan Republican Party's former Lansing headquarters, a bank that's warned the party uh, is in default more than they got a $500,000 line of credit. They are they're basically busted. They're broke. What's going on? Tell us. Yeah, so one of the latest developments is Friday, the Michigan Republican Party filed suit against a trust that basically controls the the Lansing headquarters. And what the party would like to do is to sell the headquarters because they, they need the money, but they can't because there's a trust run by former Republican Party chairmen and chairwomen um, that controls the property. And so the the current leadership in the party is challenging that trust. And in court, they're asking a judge to basically say that that trust is invalid, that the property belongs to to the current leadership of Michigan Republican Party and is asking basically a judge to to make that call in Ingham County. (sighs) Well, a guy was pretty sharp guy, as far as I know, uh, in all of my dealings with him, the former Republican Party chairman, Bobby Shostak, for example, says the trust owns the building. 
There isn't any question. If they think they have any rights to it, they are dead wrong. It's in black and white, says he. And this has been a problem that's been going on ever since Ron Weiser left that position as the head of the Michigan Republican Party. Now, I don't doubt that Ron, who just gave $10 million to the University of Michigan for a whole anti-Semitism project, and he's given well over $100 million to the University of Michigan over the years, uh, he and his wife at the time. But the, the fact of the matter is, I don't doubt he probably put some of his own money into running the Republican Party. I don't know if that's been reported one way or another. But everything I've read, Beth LeBlanc of the Detroit News, is that indeed the Michigan Republican Party, as it stands now, is is about dead broke and in great debt. And one has to wonder, if they want to sell one faction, the current one with the GOP chairwoman, Christina Caramo, if they want to sell this building, what will they have left? Where will the Republican Party operate out of if they have to sell their building in order to survive what will there be to survive i guess is one question well you know the the truth of the matter is is that the the current leadership of the michigan republican party hasn't operated out of that building for for quite some time um they've actually been operating out of a p.o box because they feel like it uh you know by by locating outside of that facility they're saving money um but of course this building is just sitting there now um and they could be making money off of its sale at the end of the day and i I think that fight between you know the current leadership of the republican party christina cramo being the chairwoman and this trust that is run by former chairs and and big donors um is kind of emblematic of of the fight that's been going on over the past couple of years right when when christina cramo took took the chair position within the party earlier this year. She had a lot of negative things to say about establishment Republicans, about big donors that had previously, you know, kind of secured the party. That was not very, that was not very smart, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we're seeing months down the road that, that those big donors that she criticized, I mean, obviously they haven't been around recently and, and now they're facing these money troubles and they're having to take these donors to court to try to get ownership of this, this, this facility so that they can sell it. So it's, it's really, it's a, it's a longstanding problem that kind of came to a head in Ingham County circuit court. On well, Friday. I'll tell you what's, what's a problem having the Republican party be a post office box. That's really embarrassing and wrong. And now they're trying to get rid of Christina Caramo. Do you have anything Beth on that? Yeah. So my coworker Craig Mugger reported today that, Two of the, the state's biggest county parties, the chairman there, are saying that she should be ousted out of her position. Um, so we'll see where that goes. They, they have to get quite a few people on board in order to make that happen. Thanks for your good work and for sharing it with us, reporter and columnist, if you will, for the Detroit News, Beth LeBlanc. Thanks, Beth. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh-huh. We continue on WJR. While we uh, wait uh, for Evan Brown to connect with us, a couple of things here. I finally found the little little piece of paper uh, that I mentioned last week when we talked about Brenda Lee, who was just 13 years old when she recorded Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree in 1958. And uh, it took 60-some years before it became uh, significant on the top 100 hits for Christmas and such. Uh, but it was in 
Hamburg in 1962, at the peak of her worldwide popularity, I mentioned, I didn't remember that it was in Germany, this now makes more sense, but in 1962, the opening act for singer Brenda Lee, if you were wondering how big she was, her opening act was indeed the Beatles. That's a story I had never, ever heard before. And I wanted to pass that along because I thought, this is crazy. I kind of told you a little bit about that last week, but I couldn't find the actual uh, piece article. And also in this same thing, this is a listing of uh, facts of interest from the New York Times. Sometimes it's the only interesting thing, really. But football is by far the most popular thing on television. Last year, according to Nielsen, 83 of the 100 most viewed telecasts were actually NFL games. How about this? In the top 20 most viewed telecasts last year, the top 20 telecasts, 19 of them were NFL games. This probably does not surprise Dave Rieger. Dave Rieger, does this surprise mm, you? Not at all. NFL is king. They really have become yes. king. Remember, it, baseball was America's sport? Yeah, not anymore. It certainly doesn't seem like it anymore. No. That's why they're making all the changes to try to make the games go faster. Yeah. How's that working, by the way? Oh, I thought it worked very well. I think, I think yeah. that the games get done quicker, and um, yeah. Okay. All righty. Uh, I mentioned this. I want to get very specific. The FDA has advised against eating cantaloupe or cantaloupe products. Why? Is she screaming in the background, Danielle? She is. Oh, okay. Since late November, there have been 230 cases of illness in 38 states, including three deaths from cantaloupe. Oh, no. Are you eating that a lot? No. Are you like on the cantaloupe diet or something like that? No, it's just like my favorite fruit. Well, the outbreak has been tied to whole and pre-cut cantaloupes grown in Mexico and sold under the Rudy... And Malachita, Malachita brands. The cut fruit products have been sold at Sprouts, Trader Joe's, Quick Trip, Racetrack, Aldi, Walmart, and Vineyard. The CDC is urging businesses not to sell the contaminated fruit and to sanitize items that have come into contact with it. How does this happen? We're talking about basic cleanliness expected of the people who are dealing with these fruits and basic rules and regulations on how you raise them in the field. I don't get it. All right. You heard this one. I've been carrying it around for a while. Didn't have an opportunity to bring it up. You know the the Jones Soda Company? We call Pop. Jones. Remember Jones Uh Pop? Yeah. They have now expanded into the pet category. You may have heard something about this. I saw this. Yeah. They've launched Jones Craft Dog Soda. As if it has to be a craft product, like craft beer and craft this, craft that, or the dogs will turn their nose up at it, I guess. They say that the soda for dogs contains all-natural, human-grade ingredients, as well as, quote, functional supplements that help boost joint health. Gee, I might be drinking some of this. I could use some joint health. Just so you know, the sodas are non-carbonated. And they contain no sodium or sweeteners of any kind. They say the drink can be used as a treat, as a hydration booster, or food topper. 
and will be available in three flavors. <laughs> I feel like a chicken-flavored soda myself right now. Uh, chicken, beef, and a holiday-themed <laughs> turkey and gravy. Yeah. <laughs> Danielle is all in for the dog soda. Well, no, listen, a, a long time ago, this was like, I was probably like 11. Uh, that was I, uh, maybe 10 years ago. Okay, uh, keep going. <laughs> no, I was like 11, and we were we were garbage picking because we're children and whatever, and someone had this holiday collection of Wait, jo- wait, 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 wait. What? Wait, wait, wait. Uh-oh. What do you mean you were garbage picking? We're, you know, we're going around. To other s- people's houses and Sunday- going through their garbage? Sunday night, they put some good stuff out in Garden City, okay? All right, I'm just here to tell you, I don't <laughs> want... I. I don't know how prevalent is this. I don't. I never dreamed of going to welcome my neighbors. To, uh, welcome to my club about honking the horn, Danielle. In oh. Paul's mind. <laughs> no, I want to get back to the welcome story. To cl- welcome Leaning. to that club. You didn't say honking. You said lean on the horn and follow them. Welcome to the club, Danielle. <laughs> okay, but back to this. Someone had a dumpster holiday. diving when you were eleven. Well, you know, we had to do something. It's not because you were hungry or anything, was it? No, no, no. We were just looking for something to do. Okay. Okay. So Garden uh, City, huh? Mm. Yeah, in Garden City, and someone had a holiday, a holiday box of Jones soda, and there was cranberry sauce. There was a cranberry sauce flavor, a stuffing flavor, a mashed potato flavor, and then they had the turkey and gravy flavor. So this this is actually not something new, kind so, of. Yeah, but it's new because it's for dogs. Well, it probably tastes. Before the same. that was for humans. Well, we but don't. But the know way you sure. reacted to the. This I'm afraid to ask the next question. Oh, go ahead. The way you reacted to the so-called holiday-themed turkey and gravy flavor, you went, oh, yeah. Are you telling me when you went through that trash, uh-huh. you turned those mostly empty cans upside down in your mouth to get what was left in the can? Oh, no, someone didn't want them. It was a reject. Oh, so they were open. They, they were I mean, they unopened. weren't open. They were unopened. They were unopened. And I... unopened. Yeah. Man, I didn't know where I was going to go with this. Oh, no, 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 no. I was going to put you in the car with Rieger. Oh. <laughs> I would just have you do live reports from I-75. Have you leaned on the horn and followed anyone yet? <laughs> Dave and Danielle? Okay, call me back if you do. It'd be a brand new radio feature, oh, and uh, I bet we could sell sponsorship for it. Okay, so you did not drink the cans that you found in no, the trash. Okay. I kept them as decoration. The of course you that, did. The things that Paul has learned about us in the past couple of weeks. Yeah, it's uh, sometimes a bit uh, shocking and surprising. But, hey, as we say now, to each his own, or to each her own as well. And I guess Evan Brown missed his wonderful opportunity with us. He was just going to talk about Hunter Biden, and I'm so sick and tired of talking about Hunter Biden anyway and him running influ- in- interference for his dad. I don't trust any of the stuff that's going on now other than that it's just to help keep his dad out of trouble. Anyway, we continue at WJR. All righty, I, we're going to run out of time. I don't know what happened to the clock here. Uh, but uh, a quick question for Marie Osborne, our fi- a fabulous WJR senior news analyst. I'm just dying to know. Would you uh, buy Beatrix, your loving dog, uh, mm-hmm. uh, soda from Jones uh, Sodas for Dogs, the Jones mm-hmm. Soda Company? No. Okay. Thank you. Uh, I, I, I really don't see the, the, why that makes any sense, and I'm just ha- glad you said that. All right. Here, someone's trying to make sense. Nancy Kaffer, editorial page editor of the Detroit Free Press, trying to make sense of moving the capital 
from Lansing back to Detroit. That's right. It used to be in Detroit, as you, as you know, Paul, many moons ago, of course. Now, she wants to make something very clear, Nancy Kaffer, that this idea in her column today would, uh, she, she just would like to get this idea across first. This, this column was written with a healthy dose of humor and tongue-in-cheek. So she says the conversations behind the idea, though, can be interesting. She outright asks, would the Capitol not be better suited to de- in Detroit? Lansing lawmakers, she says, have often been eager to wash their hands of Detroit. They call it Detroit fatigue. But having the capital in the state's largest city by far would reorient legislative priorities. Having our lawmakers be very in touch with the way the most of the people in our state live is important. And she says, I I asked her, in fact, were we not talking about Lansing's sometimes inability to understand the plight of all citizens of Michigan, whether rural or urban? She agrees. And she says often the issues of the far reaches of the upper peninsula to the urban areas of Flint or Detroit have more in common than anyone would guess. Regardless of where we live, we definitely need to think more about what life is like for each other. We have people all over the state who need help. We have people who need attention from Lansing. We have sometimes very similar challenges, though the causes may be different. And so she says this is one example is families who are trying to access high quality health care or educational services or jobs. And Paul, she's not saying that uh, we need to have the capital in an urban area just because it's better. But she said maybe this discussion is more about how we meet the needs of the citizenry, citizenry in the state, whether it's urban or rural. Interesting. Very interesting. It, that made me think right away about maybe uh, the nation's capital shouldn't be Washington, D.C., but uh, New York yeah. City, based on it used to be, and based on all the things that they... Uh, I know Nancy was trying to be tongue-in-cheek, but she brought up some good points yep. about why Detroit might not be a bad place for that. All right. Excellent job, as always, Marie, and I'm glad Beatrix will not be slugging down no. any of that soda from uh, Jones Soda Company. Thank you, Marie, very Thank much. Thank you. Always a great job. Stream us. Have you done it yet? Stream us live at WJR.com, Alexa, Google Home. Download the WJR app. And for a podcast of the whole show or even uh, my dad's reading and my mother's song, go to thegreatvoice.com. Stand by for news and JR Afternoon with the one and only Chris Renwick. Go on out and make it a great rest of the day on your way to making each and every day count. Each day is a gift. Regards, Paul W. Smith.